When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Hey, Money Movers, welcome back to Money Moves, the daily podcast determined to give you the keys to the kingdom of financial stability, wealth, and abundance. Growing up as a uh, fourth generation descendant of Washington, D.C., it has always been important to me to focus on black wealth. D.C. was originally known as uh, Chocolate City, although it's become a little bit gentrified now. My great-grandparents are actually some of the original black homeowners in the country. I'm from the first black neighborhood in the country. My great-grandparents grew up on a little uh, plantation, essentially, in Lancaster, South Carolina, was able to put their wealth together, move to D.C., and purchase this home. So the essence of black wealth and black history has been in me since birth. I take Black Wall Street very personally and seriously because it not only exists in Tulsa, Oklahoma, but there were actually about eight different Black Wall Streets across the country in D.C., in North Carolina, in Richmond, and in other places. So understanding the history and looking through the lens of the past helps to dictate the vision for the future. I never would have expected all of the lessons of my grandmother in studying the lottery would actually make me into a wealthy individual later on in the future as a result of me understanding data science. I used to actually think it was crazy that my family spent so much money on lottery and gambling and all of these various different type of things. And I guess that almost drove me crazy to always try to figure out the odds of them actually winning. Cause I don't want to lose no money. <laughs> 
And so my grandmother would literally spend $40 every single day on lottery tickets. Like we would go into the 7-Eleven every single day and play the lottery. Every, to this day, as I drive down the street, I look at every tag number that I pass and I weigh the odds of those numbers and how many of them I've seen. Because if you've seen a bunch of sevens that day, it is highly unlikely that the number for the lottery will also be a seven that day. Because at the end of the day, there is something called the law of numbers. And if you can thoroughly understand how that operates and be able to leverage it to your advantage, then there is something to these lottery women that keep these books and actually keep track of the lottery numbers. So my grandmother was one of these women and she had this thick book that she kept underneath of the bed and she tracked all of the lottery numbers in DC, Maryland and Virginia, pick three and pick four. So she had a sizable amount of data to be able to work with in her predictions of the lottery. My family was also really big on horses. And I, in particular, became really good at the horses. I feel as though I became really good at the horses because the horses was a combination of data science as well as in the moment sort of instinct. And I used to actually like to go down and meet the horses and I would touch their hearts and I would see, okay, how are you feeling today? Do you feel tired? Are you ready to win this race? Like, and then I would go back and counter that against the statistics that they had in the book about the horse. I always felt like it was foolish for people to just bet purely on instinct or purely just on statistics. And so that then in a way sort of formed my ability to become a behavioral modification data scientists because I was then able to take into consideration historic statistics about various different cultures in particular the black community and things like that while also understanding their heart at the same time and seeing if they were ready to win the wealth race. My family has a very interesting history where we were able to accumulate a lot of wealth originally on uh, being some of the first black homeowners. But then naturally, you know, you enter into that second generation where segregation then became the topic of the norm. And desegregation actually then started to shift the way that black people thought about collective economics and started to expand our reach into other communities where the wealth wasn't maintained as much in our community or even in our family. Then fast forwarding to the third generation, which would be my mother, uh, the relics of the past where how older people may have made their money, such as going into government or getting a good corporate job, did not necessarily entice my mother. My mother was more so interested in entrepreneurship. And in pursuing that and the difficulties that black people tend to face in trying to start a company, a lot of the wealth that was in my family necessarily did not trickle down to me as a result of different paths family members decided to take. So with that, I actually graduated with $180,000 worth of debt and a 444 credit score. And having the knowledge of how to make money from the 
older people in my family, as well as the knowledge of entrepreneurship from my mother, and then combining that with the education that I was fortunate to receive as the first pe person in my family graduating from college, going to Hampton University, I was then able to combine these different educational factors together to create a path for myself to be able to pay off that debt, start my company, and then move into my own wealth. One of the core reasons I decided to create Credit Rich was because I got tired of seeing so many black people with 700 credit scores just sitting there with them, doing absolutely nothing about it, not exercising it to accumulate wealth, not sharing it with other family members, not even barely telling other family members that they have a 700 credit score. And so it is almost this thought process that you can get to a certain level in life, get this credit score and sort of just chill out. And that's actually really not the case because inaction basically then leads to debt. So if you are essentially just sitting there with the ability to be able to make money, but you are choosing not to move forward in that way, you are almost choosing to then move backwards. And so you might not see it at the moment, but then when it comes time for your children to receive wealth from you, they are going to be met with empty hands. That then causes both parties to now have to go into debt to achieve whatever the child is looking for. As time goes on, interest rates tend to rise, inflation, also rises. So in order for the black community to close this 250 year wealth gap, that means that the generational wealth that is being transferred from each generation has to accelerate at the same level that the interest rate and the inflation rates are, if not even higher. The money that was lost in Tulsa in the 1920s was about $1.8 million in property, which is the equivalent of $30 million today. So imagine if instead of debt and instead of loss, they had passed down $1.8 million worth of wealth, which would now be worth $30 million today. That is how we need to start thinking about the future of our money. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed... <laughs> Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? 
it's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. When I conducted the African-American Financial Experience Study, it was able to make a few billions for the company that I was working for. After that, I then led President Obama's Veterans Initiative Research Study and helped design a plan to bring the troops home for employment, housing, and education. After that, I then made the company $6 billion changing around problem resolution standards. I then asked the company for $175,000 to fund my church as we were going on a trip to Africa to be able to help people and to build wells. I was then declined that $175,000 after I had just made them billions. So I go to Africa and I meet a little boy in a Wharton t-shirt and I realize no matter how smart he becomes, he probably would never have the opportunity to actually go to Wharton. So I decided to quit my job to create equal access to financial literacy for everyone everywhere. We are extremely proud to have created the first financial literacy mobile game on the market it's called Credit Stacker. We essentially reverse engineered the Fair Asset Credit Reporting System and applied game mechanics to it. It grew to become the number one financial literacy app in the country, being named the best financial literacy product by the White House Department of Education and J.P. Morgan Chase, and grew to become the number one education app in 14 countries and top five in 40 countries. It was so powerful that I was getting stopped on the street with different people telling me how we prevented them from foreclosure, as well as we were increasing people's credit scores as much as 75 points in two weeks. And even more importantly, I started receiving letters from women in Latin America telling me that they were playing this game in their closets at night as a pre-immigration tool to prepare to come to America and leave their husbands because they were not allowed to manage their finances. The world of money across the world is so deep. There are currently 3 billion people in poverty, but 1.5 billion of them have smartphones. So at the Wealth Factory, it only made sense to put financial literacy and financial education on a smartphone, and that's why we're very proud to have Credit Rich Today in partnership with Experian. So I ended up coming up with an algorithm for the stock market. We did positive 2% and the market did negative 2%. And I asked myself, who would ever figure this out? Who's going to sit down and do a 25-year regression analysis across 200 stocks and then do a triple analysis on that across crisis times and then cross that by the fact that it was Christmas time and what Santa Claus rally might happen? And I said there needed to be a game. 
There needed to be a game to allow people to live out their financial life without the risk of them losing their money. However, I was very ahead of the market at the time. The, this was 2009, and so the only thing education technology at the time was Blackboard. Gamification did not become a word until Wharton released a paper on it in 2012, and financial literacy did not become a subject that people cared about until 2014 when they started mandating it in schools. And so I was way ahead of my time talking about a financial education game. People were like, what are you talking about? So I knew this and I decided to become a global market research analyst at Prudential Financial. Now the day I got there, I met with the chief marketing officer and told him about the idea in the company so that in the event that I would leave to actually go found the company, the company could never say that I took it from them or I got the idea from them or there was a conflict of interest in any type of way. Also, my first day at Prudential, coincidentally, there was a black leadership forum meeting. So the very day I got there, that night, I went to go meet with all the black people at the company to find out why there had not been an African-American financial experience study. I then made it my mission, which had been my mission since I was six years old, to be able to achieve this study. And I'm extremely proud to be able to have actually gotten it done and executed it at age 24. Realizing that I wanted to start my company and did not want to just stay in corporate America, also, when I got to the company, I immediately put my half of my paycheck in eight different savings accounts. So I had personal savings, group savings, employer life insurance, personal life insurance, 401k, pension, anything you can think of, I had it. And I did about 14% on average over those three years. I was able to pay off $100,000 worth of debt as well as save up $100,000. I then was able to leverage that $100,000 to quit my job on the exact day that my pension vested, three years, three months, and three days, not a day longer. I then left the company to be able to create the Wealth Factory. Now, we currently have a product called Credit Rich, and we are in partnership with Experian. We just became the first black American company to have a major partnership with any of the credit bureaus, and we're the first technology company to have a partnership with Experian to be able to co-release a product. I know firsthand how difficult it can be to be able to get out of that trap of debt. And many people don't even realize that paying your bills on time is 35% of your credit score. So one of the most important things that you can do is actually just simply pay your bills on time. In fact, pay them before the first so that by the time the first comes, it's already there and you don't have to worry about it hitting your credit appropriately. The next second thing that we do in our app is allow people to be able to sort of share the wealth or share their change with other people. So let's say you have all the money in the world, but maybe your child doesn't or maybe your nephew doesn't or maybe the kid down the street. We now have a feature that you can send them a text message or they can send you a text message and allow them to be able to receive your spare change. That then will actually also go on a card that we are currently building in partnership with Visa. Additionally, we feel as though that people should be allowing others to sort of be authorized users on their credit. If you're sitting there with a 700 credit score or 800 credit score, why not put your family member on that credit so that they are able to receive that bonus on their credit as well? You don't necessarily have to allow them to have access to your credit card, but simply adding their name to your credit performance allows them to be able to share in that history which also goes along 
long way for being able to boost your credit. So we have to get past this sort of misnomer of not talking about credit and not sharing our wealth with our friends and family. That is exactly what is happening in other communities and how they are able to rise up and come together. In order for us to close this 250 wealth gap, we have to come together and be able to build credit together. Otherwise, the entire conversation is null and void. So Tanisi Coates did a research study where he analyzed the financial value of the loss of slavery. And he calculated it to be about $6 trillion just in unpaid labor. He then went on to say, if you were to take into consideration the intellectual property, as well as the compound interest, as well as if they were even just in an index fund that went along with the S&P, the value of what America would owe the black community would outweigh the worth of America. They would literally pretty much have to hand the country over to black Americans. And that is why so much of what black people have contributed to this country continues to be covered up because essentially we built this country. America was able to fund the industrial revolution and become the number one country in the world because of the cotton that they were able to, able to provide at the highest quality for the lowest cost because they were able to receive it for free by slaves. If it was not for slaves being able to provide cotton and rice for free, allowing America to be able to sell and leverage these goods, America would have never been able to become the number one superpower in the world. And they know that. Thank you so much for tuning in, Money Moves audience. If you want more or a recap of this episode, please go to thebankgreenwood.com and check out the Money Moves podcast blog. Money Moves is an iHeartRadio podcast powered by Greenwood, executive produced by Sunwise Media Inc. For more podcasts on iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, 
Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.